Hi, everybody. Welcome to Once Upon an Upside. And this is the show where we talk about what's been playing on Up TV. And uh, it's a lot of fun. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Bree's here. Hey, everybody. And Natasha wanted to be here, but just with her being in Singapore, it just didn't work out this time, but she'll be back. Uh, we she'll be love back. you, Natasha. Yes. <laughs> Team and it's upside, good. the upside girls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I I feel like I was some like somehow good karma on up TV because as soon as I announced that oh we're we're just gonna cover the good ones, then all those like, okay, there's just good movies. I know February's been an awesome month on up TV. Yeah, flirty February has has ruled. Because the happy camper really was good. part of it, right? Wasn't yes. the happy camper? Yeah. Yes. So it's been a good month, guys. Don't yes. sleep on up TV. It's been a great February yeah. over there. We really could have done solo episodes on all three all so them. far. And yeah, then right. the fourth one looks really good too. I know. Haley Duff is like gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> that movie looks good. <laughs> yeah. So who knows? We may be having another episode episode of upside before you know it. <laughs> I hope I, my fingers are crossed. I hope it's a win. Yeah. I hope it's a win. I mean, we're talking about one here, but we both did watch luckless and love and yes. I feel like honorable mention. We enjoyed mm-hmm. that one too. So that could have had its own episode. Yeah. But and this when I looked at was it, I like w- top tier. Yeah. Yeah. When I looked at Lux and love, I was like, Oh, that doesn't yeah. look great. <laughs> so maybe low expectations helped, uh, but it was actually quite fun. It's good. Yeah. It's good. I like both of the leads and it, it had a sassy, fun sense of humor. Yeah. To it. Yeah. Uh, and like following a single parent is good. And, and the whole, like, you know, just, I think it was really realistic of like, I want to be sure this is a definite thing before I introduce you to my kid kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you really understood why that was kind of a secret, but yeah, they they're the writers, whoever they've been like bringing on as writers or just the movies they've been choosing or what, however it works have yeah. really been really realistic and, and fun this month. Yeah. Well, and I was thinking about it that I wonder if the reason why the non-Christmas movies are a little better for up and, and some of the other uh, networks is just, they get, it's like on the Christmas movies, there may be the third or fourth people to get to pick you know, from the, from the produced films. Whereas like, there's not as much competition for the scripts in the later February or so they're like two. (laughs) Yeah. It's almost like, I think we were texting about this. I think like, I feel like everybody's doing Christmas, right? So there's just all this pressure to put out great Christmas. And then like the rest of the year comes and I'm like, where's that same energy that we put into Christmas for like, (laughs) valentine's day i mean yeah. come on guys take the calendar prompt and celebrate the day of romance um but yeah i feel like up tv really brought it this year like yeah. more so than any of the other networks i'm sorry no shade but like <laughs> i've had a fun time watching up tv this month yeah yeah i have too i have too well we're talking about mixed baggage today yes. this <laughs> you watched it three times I it three times which is insane <laughs> i mean because i just don't have time to rewatch movies very often but i love this movie i think it is one of the best tv movies i've ever seen oh my god okay so listeners i have to share like rachel kind of throws it out into the ether like hey guys maybe we should talk about this movie and so i'm like okay <laughs> So I watch it and I immediately text you and I was like, okay, you're right. It's great. And then like, I have, I have on Twitter this morning and it's like, I watch it for the third time. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> it is like my greatest joy in life to have that moment with one of my friends, you know, that, that I recommend, recommend it one of these movies or, or any movie really. And they're like, oh my gosh, it was so good. Thank you yeah. so much. <laughs> <laughs> And I, you know, it's very hard to pull off what they pull off. So here much of, of this these... should have not worked for us. Right. Like yeah, I, yeah. I was thinking about that. I was like, we usually don't like movies like this. <laughs> yeah. The like multiple stories. Cause usually you feel like, oh, some of the, you wish it was just about one or particular of the stories. It's kind of like with the help, you know, you just kind of wish that Skeeter scenes would move along and we could yeah. get back to Abel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's the best character in the story. And, and so often I feel that way in these kinds of, of stories, but I genuinely loved all, all three, if they were uh, the three of the romances, if they were to tell me that they were going to start, like that this was a pilot for a series and we were going to get to know more about these people, I would be thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> I loved all three. 
And I mean, we looked into it and we, we may be wrong, but as far as we could tell, like, this is the first script that I'm assuming, you know, I'm sure this, I'm sure Uh the writer of this script has written plenty of other scripts, but like, this is the first one that shows up online. So like, Ali Calamari, if if you're listening to this, we want to talk to you. (laughs) Yeah, please, please. I have tried to find her on social media, on IMDb Pro. There's no contact, no representative, no agent to contact. So there's really no uh, way to contact Allie, but we would love to talk to you. Yes. Yes. Uh, so if anybody involved hears this and knows her, <laughs> we us. love the movie. We want to talk to her. Really loved it. <laughs> and one thing that was really interesting, and this is just a little tidbit is that this uh, was produced by Larry Levinson, who used to be like the king of Hallmark. Uh, he used to like back in like 2015, 2016, there were all Larry Levinson, Larry Levinson, Larry Levinson. And I haven't seen his name in one of these movies in a long time. So I'm like, is he back? Yeah. Yeah. Larry back. (laughs) And if he is, then he picked a good one to be back for. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Uh, Yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, that because he did like all the love comes softly and you know sort of that era of of Hallmark movies that was him uh, and uh, and so anyway that was interesting I thought yeah <laughs> uh, and uh, we we have three couples here and I kind of divided in my notes each each couple's journey but they're all mixed together. And I thought that they did such a good job of kind of blending everybody, having people come in and out. And, you know, one minute it's, uh, it's Evie talking to Olivia and then another it's Raymond talking to Jake and uh, then Jake and uh, Jake and Olivia and then Jake, you know, so they were combining back and forth, back and forth. Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. Um, so we had a couple. One is Leon Lapp and Spencer Lord playing Evie and Jake. Yeah. And then we have couple two. We have Faith Wright and Alex Barima playing Olivia and Raymond or Ray. And then we have Shannon Baker and Shaughnessy Redden playing Barbara and Michael. Yeah. And did you have a favorite of the three couples? I don't know. Um, I don't know. I know you liked Barbara and Michael. Yes. <laughs> I loved Barbara and Michael. That would be oh, my no. only critique is I wish we had one more scene with, with those them. Two. Yeah. So they were so sweet. Oh, it was so good. I don't know. I think, I don't think I have like a favorite. I really loved all three Mm -hmm. couples. And usually we would have watched a movie like this and felt like somebody's romance wasn't fleshed out all the way, but like some kind of way, everything felt concluded. Like, yeah. Yeah. I just, I loved all of them. Mm -hmm. And I, I was glad that part of this movie is set in Vancouver because they, uh, the, the Canadian was showing frequently in this movie, yeah. especially every time any of them said bag, bag. Yeah. <laughs> we had her bag. Yeah. It's like, it was a lot, it's a lot of flying between California and yeah. Vancouver going on in this movie. Yeah. So they got all those bags. Yeah. 
really funny to me. I'm like, none of these people seem like Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> you switch bags. <laughs> I was waiting on an A to like slip in there, you know? But... Yeah. No. <laughs> especially, especially Barbara. She mm-hmm. was really strong. I mean, she was in Vancouver or her, her character was in Vancouver. So it, it was fine. Yeah. But it, it just kind of made me laugh. <laughs> I'm like, are they sorry? I'm sorry. <laughs> I love the sorry. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and like my friends that are Canadian say sorry. They say it for everything. I'm like, stop, yeah. stop saying you're sorry. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't just say it so much. <laughs> yeah. So polite. We're so rude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I like the way too that each of these couples is a different kind of relationship. Yeah. You know, you have like the the they're working together, but in, like, I don't know what trope you'd call Barbara and Michael. Like a workplace. Yeah. It's like workplace kind yeah. of, uh, and, and then you have, and there's long- like the beginning stages of a, of a romance, like the beginning. Yeah. And it's been like brewing. It's kind of friends to lovers. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Oh yeah. Kind of. Yeah. And, uh, and then Olivia and Ray, where, where they've been in this relationship for a long six, time six years yeah <laughs> uh, and uh and then the uh basically love at first sight with yeah. Evie and jake yes yeah oh my gosh <laughs> all right how do so- you stop thinking what did he say hold on i like i have it in my notes a quote of his he says um how do you tell someone that you hardly know that you can't stop thinking about yeah. them oh my gosh so good <laughs> So yes, yeah, so Evie and Jake, and uh, they have the meet cute on the plane. They end up switching bigs. <laughs> you just had to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and they start off that uh, he doesn't believe in happy endings, mm-hmm. and but they still manage to exchange digits uh, on the plane. But he does, he's like big into his, his, um, stress coping, his trauma coping mechanism is doing origami. So he makes her a, a paper rose. That's kind of a theme throughout. Yeah. And, and we have to put in there, like the whole mixing of the bags is very realistic. Like there's a lady sitting next to him who yes. something was going on with her bag. Her bag, I'm going to say it the right I'm saying I'm saying it the state's way, okay? And so the flight attendant was like, okay, ma'am, I'll, I'll, I'll fix it for you. So it's actually the flight attendant just doing her job, not really realizing, okay, there are so two bags two. That, look the, that look exactly the same. So it's yeah. a total mishap that's neither one of their faults. Yeah, and she's going to LA to get this nose for that. They're making a Cyrano de Bergerac movie. And Michael is the like, director? producer something mm-hmm. anyway he's in charge of the movie yeah and so he's like and she's the associate producer because uh, she likes putting all things together she's not mm-hmm. like a in front of the camera person and uh, so she's going to la to get this nose but <laughs> definitely they couldn't they couldn't uh, fedex it they have to yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. and it's in the bag in the bag <laughs> and and uh he is going to uh, he's he's going to pick up this ring uh, and uh, and then Phoenix. for his yes for his friend and uh, that's how they end up getting the bags switched and uh, and then uh, he's like really taken with her immediately and and then you also have uh, them starting this uh, Jake and Ray and Olivia are starting this um, pottery uh, studio. Yeah. Yeah. They put like tons of work into you. Looks and... total like LA hipster vibe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really yeah. cool place. Yeah. And that ring was like legit. It was huge. It was. Yeah. <laughs> So like they both have reasons why they need their bag. It's not like, yeah. oh, they're, they're poor, lost my bag with all my clothes and my toothbrush. Like there's a ring in the bag that belongs to like this guy that's wanting to propose and there's a nose mm-hmm. for a movie. Yeah. <laughs> it has so, to be that nose. <laughs> so Jake ends up going up to Vancouver 
to uh to switch the bags but evie has also gone to la and so evie meets with olivia and because there's a flyer in the bag and uh, and she thinks that jake is about to propose to olivia so that's yeah. where we get some some and she buys a bowl from olivia and uh and so he she thinks she's waiting for oh jake's must be proposing and her. yeah yeah and i liked the fact that they just allowed this relationship to be innocent and sweet like there it wasn't a cynical movie you know and in some in some areas they would probably be like you're crazy what are you doing like falling for this guy that you just met on the plane <laughs> yeah yeah but i appreciated the lack of cynicism yeah it was good. i think the um i mean obviously the whole bag situation is such a vehicle for like the rest of the plot because like you know they there's a minute there where they kind of forget about each other because they're so focused on oh gosh i don't have my bag and they were carry-ons so mm -hmm. it's not like the airport is like oh yeah we can track down everybody that had a bag checked in or whatever right. so it becomes like a mystery True. for a little bit of like whose is it and then it's just some that much sweeter once they realize oh it's mm -hmm. that person i was sitting across from kind of thing yeah and it was a really good movie as far as friendship because yeah uh, because you had nice moments between all these characters between olivia and evie and olivia and jake and jake and ray all these different characters uh you had these moments of friendship between them yeah and, and I like a, it. When, when she meets with olivia she doesn't realize it's him at that time right or does she she, she does she right? just thinks that olivia is his girlfriend right it's and Jake's then she girlfriend. she later goes to the bag she does she hadn't went yeah. through the bag all the way yet okay oh yeah. right and right yeah when she starts piecing it together she <laughs> sees the bridal magazine and olivia's like oh you know we've been together six years <laughs> i'm just wanting to propose and <laughs> yeah and he's talking to olivia and he says and she says ask her out dummy hi this is jake from the plane would you like to go out with me and then he says how do you tell someone that you hardly know that you can't stop thinking of them Yes, so yes. cute <laughs> adorable <laughs> and uh, and then so then he texts evie uh and but then it turns out he has the wrong number yeah yeah we so don't realize he has the wrong number either i was like why isn't she like getting any of his messages we don't realize that either at first yeah <laughs> which listeners her real name is everett <laughs> she right by evie He's like and for then, Everett Jones. <laughs> she ends up being late for uh, her plane. And mm -hmm. uh, and then um, and then she's talking to Michael and Michael says, you can stay down there. I'm not going to you're not fired um, because he doesn't want her to be with Ted. Ted, yeah. the sound guy, <laughs> the sound guy. <laughs> Poor Ted. <laughs> He's probably a nice guy. Yeah. So it, the tone kind of switches. I mean, he's never a jerk boss or anything, but he is very much like, we need that nose. We're now two days behind schedule. Yeah. You need to. And then like Barbara's like, you know, it's the guy from the, from across this, the row at the plane. And all of a sudden he's kind of like rooting for this too. Yeah. <laughs> so sweet. Yeah. yeah. He says, it's not every day you meet a guy on a plane who happens to not be engaged. Yeah. <laughs> but then she starts to think he's engaged. <laughs> yeah and uh and then you have this scene with jake and he's talking to um bless you um you have this scene with jake talking to this random lady at the at the grocery store uh parking lot and <laughs> i loved that like, yeah that was a really <laughs> fun scene you know i was like what should i do and he's I, I wrote I love parking lot advice <laughs> yes <laughs> uh and then they have so there's this engagement party that they're all they all end up going to of their friends and uh and we'll talk more about that with Ray and uh and Olivia but it does it end up being their first date for Jake and Evie and uh he's like is this weird uh, and then Evie's like, no, I'm having a great time. We find out that she's from Gilroy, California, which is the home of the garlic festival. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, there's kind of like an awkward hug at the end of the party. 
and so they both kind of feel like, oh, that date wasn't that great, but they're still interested in each other. Yeah. But it was a total bad first date. It was bad. (laughs) So bad. But in an entertaining way. (laughs) Um, And so he asks her to the opening of the studio and she's like, oh, I'm too busy. Got too much going on. And so uh, Raymond's like, go to Canada now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and which is uh, interesting because Raymond's like, bless his heart, he's not the most romantic of guys. <laughs> yes. But at this point, he's like, dude, <laughs> go after her. Grand gesture. Yeah. <laughs> but as they're saying that, that, saying that, she's all of a sudden there at the party, at the store opening party. And so he's like, okay, here we go. And they see each other. And he says, this has been a dream of mine for years, but it didn't feel good without someone to share it with. Yeah. Which I think, and- at, you know, while all of this is going on, I think it's important to note that like Raymond in the beginning of the movie was sitting with Olivia and she kind of makes this joke about a friend, another friend group of theirs who the guy proposed at a restaurant and he's been wanting to propose. And I guess he had plans to propose at a restaurant. And so she makes kind of fun of it. So now he's been rethinking, how do I make this proposal special? So like we have Barbara and Michael romance up on scene up in Vancouver and all the while too, Olivia's wanting him to propose and he has the ring and he wants to propose, but she just kind of like shot down his idea. So he's like also like, and so the whole movie, you're like, is he going to do it now? You know, is he going to do it now at the grand opening? (laughs) yeah yeah this movie has a lot going on and I think it all flows perfectly yeah it's so well written this is just so good and uh and then uh they uh he says did they change the ending to Cyrano because if you know Cyrano ends the the story is this tragic story Mm -hmm. uh and uh he said what you she says what you still don't believe in happy endings I'm starting to I died. It was so good. <laughs> and then there's this great scene with them kissing under the umbrella in the rain and they exchange numbers. She writes mm-hmm. in his contact Evie from the plane. Evie from the plane. And she walks away, but then she has to run back and kiss yes. him again. I wish I didn't have to go. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and uh, and so then they end up on the plane together at the end. And he asked the woman if they can switch planes so I can sit with my girlfriend. Yeah. He's like, she's like, girlfriend. Yeah. Oh yeah. If she'll switch seats with him, he's like, I'm back there in 37 or something like that. And she's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So we start, we end where we started. We he's like, like, this is my grand gesture. Yeah. That was so classic. It was so sweet. And they're holding hands across the aisle. He doesn't need the origami anymore. He's no. not nervous. <laughs> yeah. And in one of the, uh, one of the back and forth to Vancouver, uh, she finds his, she sits in, in the seat where he'd left the origami rose before. So it's See, all I just was, such I was, that part was a little blurry. Cause I remember, I thought the flight attendant picked it up. No, well, there was, there's two orange um, two roses he made two yeah the the okay. first one uh, i think that's when the flight attendant took and then the second one he leaves in there and then she finds okay okay she happens okay. to sit behind it yeah i was like but, uh, is this, is this <laughs> a misstep or am i tripping because i thought the flight attendant picked it up i was like no his number's in there <laughs> and like i said i'm sure there are some people who would just be like oh this is so ridiculous, unrealistic, but I, I feel like most, most great love affairs have a certain degree of like whimsy yeah. and charm to them. When you hear people telling their stories, it's like, yeah. wow, how could those people meet at just the right time? At just the right. And uh, so, yeah, this is definitely like a fast romance. They definitely become invested in each other very quickly, but I'm fine with it. I was gl- glad that they that they didn't go cynical that it was just a sweet lovely little romance yeah. for evie and jake yeah yeah so let's talk about olivia and raymond or ray <laughs> and so he is proposing jake has the ring uh they're setting up this pottery store jake is an investor in the pottery store in la 
and uh, they have these friends who get engaged after only six months and he's kind of cynical about it like how can they even know each other and and she's just kind of like uh yeah <laughs> i love them so much yeah. they were great <laughs> and yeah. uh and the friend had proposed uh in the food like had the ring in the food yeah it's like <laughs> the, the putting she says putting the diamond in the dessert is a cliche and so then he starts to get worried about his proposal yeah. She's like, I don't want to chip a tooth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, same girl. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and Jake said, so Jake ends up giving him the ring once they get it back. And he says, you're thinking way too hard about this proposal. She loves you, which yeah. is true. I, I think that, I don't know. I don't think it really matters that much. It just matters if you're getting married. I mean, like to have a nice story, I guess, but I know, especially like after six years, that's a long yeah. time to be yeah. like dating. Like at that point, I don't think she really cares. She yeah. loves you. And I think, um, I think she says it later on in the movie, Evie's like, the lucky part of it is, is, you know what she's going to say. She's going to say yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Evie meets Raymond and Olivia, and she she says, "This is your boyfriend, uh, the one who hasn't proposed." Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, sorry, that was awkward." He's like, "Is this the way you're introducing me to all your friends?" <laughs> that was she so was just funny. thrilled to realize, like, "Oh, she's not in a relationship <laughs> with Jake." Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, and then Evie says to Ray. I've never pressured you. Every person I know asked me, when are you going to, when are you going to tie the knot? Mm -hmm. And then he gets kind of cranky and he says, maybe you should find a ring and plan the perfect proposal. Your girlfriends won't make fun of. Yeah. You're like, Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> pressure, the pressure. Yeah. Give me space to do things in my own time and way. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then, so we have Evie talking to Raymond and says, those extravagant movie moments are scripted and fake. What you, what you and Olivia have is real. Yeah. Oh, and, I love that. Yeah. And then Raymond makes the cappuccino for Evie. And she's like, that kind of looks the, the image on the, on the cappuccino, uh, looks kind of like a, an engagement ring. So it's like hint, hint, hint. Yeah. <laughs> Even though the coffee's gross. <laughs> yeah. He clearly can't make coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate this whole, uh, the, their friends ask, when are you going to make an honest woman out of Olivia? This is at the engagement party. Their oh, yeah, friends are like, when are you going to make hint, hint? Uh, I hate that honest yeah. woman. Yeah. Me too. That's rude. But yeah. I, I think that it, it showed, um, what they have to be what like late 20s and stuff like yeah just the societal pressure of like that is kind of the age where people's friends start getting married and here they are they've been in a relationship for six years and it's like they've been together for like six months and he popped the question you know like this is that time in people's lives when we start to see a certain yeah. age demographic getting married you know so I thought well, it did yeah. a great job and I feel like a lot of people end up having children and things like that. And it just sort of is a natural um, progression to after six years to want that like next kind of move the relationship with the next level. There are people yeah. who, who are perfectly happy, you know, in a committed relationship and that's fine too. But I think a lot of people kind of want to, want to make that next step after certainly after six years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. And Olivia says, we don't need to get married. I know what we have and it's great. And, uh, but he takes the wrong message from that. He thinks, oh, well, she doesn't want to get married. Yeah. When he's, she's trying to like reduce the pressure. And yeah, Jake has, Jake tells him like, she wants what she thinks you want. You know, she probably yeah. thinks you don't want to get married. So she's kind of made peace with, I'll just have what he's having. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and he says, says to Jake, he says, you went on one bad date and you're ready to give it, to give it all up. Yeah. Uh, and, and he all, but then he also says, it's like Olivia, she's moody. I have to ask her three times before she actually tells me what she thinks about something. She's on her phone uh, she way too much. <laughs> yeah. She complains about her mother incessantly. She spends way too much time on her phone, but 
is also incredibly patient. She calms me down when I'm getting worked up about things. She knows when I'm getting work, worked up about things. She knows just by looking at me if I need a hug. Let me say that again. But she's also incredibly patient. She calms me down when I'm getting worked up about things. She knows when I, she knows just by looking at me if I need a hug or need space. Yeah. Just so I sweet. Love that. Yeah. yeah. Evie probably isn't perfect, but she might just be perfect for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because Jake is a little awkward. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love the friendship between Jake and, and Ray. I think they, it's really sweet to see. Yeah. Yeah. I loved all the friendships. Yeah. In this. It showed how important if, if, if you have a tight friend group, they are part of the package. Like you're taking them on too, you know? And, and so I loved seeing the run-ins with Evie with them really before the romance starts to really kick off with yeah. Jake because they are going to be so much a part of, of, you know, her life now, if she like takes this relationship on. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And I, I like at the end of this speech, when he says Evie probably isn't perfect, but she might be perfect for you. Then, uh, and then Jake says, you know, that's a pretty solid proposal speech right there. It is. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cute. And, uh, and then he says, I think they're going to be okay. How about us? I, I think we will definitely be okay. Yeah. Uh, and I appreciate you and you supporting my dreams. And then we get the big proposal, which I thought was just perfect the way it, it was, was handled. He's got the cappuccino engagement cappuccino, but she, he had said, you know, that you should, why don't you propose to me? And uh, so they end up both saying, will you marry me at the same at the time? Same time. Yeah. <laughs> and both sliding rings on the other's finger. It was just time yeah. you know time had kind of run, run out at that point yeah. it's like okay bro you have totally like missed your chance she's going for it <laughs> I loved the way she was like eep. yeah <laughs> it was so cute I loved it <laughs> those two actors had I mean they all had great chemistry in this but, but those I loved... two really yeah they felt like a real relationship Mm -hmm. Faith Wright and Alex Barima, they rocked it. They yeah. were so good. All right. Well, let's talk about Barbara and Michael. Your fave. Okay. Why are these two your fave? I just, I felt like I just connected particularly with Barbara that I feel like, I feel like I would say sort of the same things, or I, I just felt like she was me in this movie. Yeah. You know, they felt like, a little older too. Like they felt, I don't know, like her yeah, and Evie are obviously close, but she seems a little older and mature, yeah. just, you know, not married or whatever. So and yeah, I think that's why I connected, different. I connected with her and okay. her when she's talking about, uh, that she, uh, with it, she had discounted something years before and, and just, I don't know, just her whole personality, her insecurities, I really connected with and felt like, okay, this is me in this movie of yeah, all the characters. She had like big sister vibes, like big sis vibes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I thought they had incredible chemistry of probably the best, even of the, of the three couples. I mm -hmm. thought they were just great. And I think you don't really see couples like that, that much in these movies mm -hmm. sort of an older couple, uh, the, their connection and they weren't in the movie that much. They really only had about three scenes together. They weren't, but every scene <laughs> counted. Yeah. Yes. And uh, there's at the beginning, he's just kind of the cranky boss. Uh, and this movie is being shot in Vancouver. And, uh, and then he says, you can't rush art. Everyone has a problem. Nobody wants to solve it. And Michael's kind of upset with Evie and Barbara. And Barbara's like the makeup artist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. On the set. And then you get the impression they work together a lot. Yeah. She's like, Which I think is true. A coffee. And I was like, how do you know he needs a coffee, Barbara? <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. And she says, I was scared to even talk to you. And then he says, why do you think I like hanging out in the makeup trailer? Oh, he's so swoon worthy. Yes. <laughs> um, and she says, we do have chemistry, but we work together. It's just going to get too complicated. And, uh, then she is talking with Evie and like, Oh, Olivia, I hate her already. 
um, and you have this great scene where he asks her out to dinner. Uh, she he says, now she wants to date Ted, Ted from the sound department who lives with his grandmother. She can do better <laughs> than that. And then he's like, would you like to go to dinner tonight? And she says, craft services? No, no, <laughs> not on set. Yeah. Like a restaurant. <laughs> a real date. And then she's just like, yes, I'd like that. And I think that that, that was something about her that I love too, is just how confident she was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and insecure at the same time. She kind of reminded me of Mercedes character in well suited for Christmas. Like the work she just in that movie, her character just goes for it. She knows what she wants yeah. and she goes for it. And I felt like there was a similar energy between both those characters and, yeah. and Barbara here. And, and so that was really fun. And, uh, then, uh, and then there, there was a, a really good scene uh, where they're, they find out that Evie is going to be, uh, she missed her plane, so they're going to be late. And he, he says, don't you look at me like that. I couldn't have her end up with Ted. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And then they have a kiss. And I was kind of frustrated at him for not like going for it more. Like I didn't understand what his, quite what his hesitation was. Yeah. With that. He's like, Oh, that was nice. Yeah. And then I'm like, why didn't you just go for it? Like, (laughs) he's just scared. I guess he was just scared, but I liked that scene. I thought it was a good kiss. It was sweet. Yeah. It was was so sweet. And, uh, and then, uh, he, she says that maybe I'm just the work wife. You don't bring your work wife home as your real wife. Not that I'm thinking about marriage. (laughs) Yeah. It's cute. (laughs) Um, and then she also says to Evie, she says, with you and bag Jake, everything is new. Me and Michael have known each other for so long. Maybe there is nothing new for us to find out. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I just, yeah, I just connected with her, uh, in that level and you f- get the feeling she hasn't had that many relationships. Yeah. You know, again, I think like you said earlier, just the, it was a, their relationship was new, but also like they've been doing whatever they've been doing this, this tap dance around it for years. So it's not fresh. And then we have the, we've been together for six years and he hasn't popped the question. And then we like, it's just relationships at different stages. And like Uh her and Michael are so comfortable with each other. And I think, like you said, like they both obviously have some type of insecurity there. Like, Mm -hmm. I think this is classic friends to lovers, that insecurity of like, if we do this and it doesn't work, it's going to ruin what we have, which has been fine. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, I think everything, the awkwardness, the you should have went for it. I think it just (laughs) really played into that insecurity of like, should we ruin what is already going on? That's, that's fine. It's working for us. I wish we'd had more time so we could have seen the dinner date. I would have loved yeah. to have seen uh, what uh, what that was all about. <laughs> I would I have loved to seen a uh, Ted pop out and be like, "What's wrong with me living <laughs> with my grandmother?" Yeah. <laughs> We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarky in your life? What about getting that T-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Walmart Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. Ed. But it's even kind of funny because we never see them. So. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then they have like this awkward meetup at the craft services, uh, getting coffee. And, uh, and I just absolutely adored this scene where he's walking by, he overhears her, her talking to Evie about how he gave, she gave up too quick on a, on a man because she didn't like the way that he cut his sandwiches. And he's like, oh, so it was the sandwiches that do that did me in. Right. And, uh, and then he says, she says, what did me, what did me in? Am I too old? Am I too brash? 
Do I wear too much makeup? There's nothing. You're perfect just the way you are. Then why are you ignoring me? Yeah. (laughs) So good. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm a teenager all of a sudden and not in a good energetic way in an uncomfortable, I don't know how to act around you way. She says, me too. I told myself for years that you'd never be interested in me. And now I'm worried I'm going to screw everything up and I don't want to screw everything up. And then she says, yeah, which for his kind of character, like he had a vulnerability that you, that I wasn't expecting when we first get introduced to him. I'm like, oh, this guy's going to be kind of cocky, kind of the movie star, uh, kind of thing like the, um, like John Brotherson's character in lights, camera, Christmas, you know what I mean? That kind of cocky. I was expecting that, but he had like a real nerd energy about him. That he did. He was did. very endearing. Yeah. Yeah. And a romantic. I mean, eventually yeah. we see his romantic come out. She can end up with Ted, you know? <laughs> yes. It's like he's watched his rom-coms. He's watched yes. rom-coms before. <laughs> uh, and then she says, I have an idea. Let's just skip to the part where you and I are real with each other. I have a great, I had a great time at dinner the other day. I want to have dinner with you again, preferably today, but I'm flexible. Preferably <laughs> today. <laughs> and That's he says, no I time. think I can arrange that. <laughs> I, and, and that I feel like is very me. It's the kind of thing that I would say, and probably it would not end up so well as it does here, but I don't like waiting. I'm impatient. Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, I have to eat tonight. So, and you do too. So we might as well eat together. (laughs) And people saying like, oh, we should wait like two days or whatever. No, no, none of that. Like, I want to know now. (laughs) (laughs) So so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that that whole dynamic was so well acted, so well done, so well written. Just, I don't know. I just absolutely loved that, that scene. Yeah. It, it showed like that confidence, like you said, that she has and that level of comfort. Like we do know each other. Like, let's just cut to the point. I want to yeah. have dinner with you tonight. Let's do it. You know, yeah. and I want to have dinner with you again, preferably tonight, <laughs> but I'm flexible, you know? <laughs> yes. Just so good. And it's so hard. And if you only have 80 minutes uh, for these movies to make three relationships all feel fleshed out all feel earned yeah I was surprised that we loved this because I was like this is typically where we just have a lot of problems <laughs> yeah and I actually don't think that the title is that good I think that it would be better to I don't know something that gave us an idea that it was gonna be more than just Evie and Jake because the mi- mixed mm. bags is only one part of the movie so mm. I was thinking like I would probably call it like love in LA maybe okay since mm. uh it's but then either... there's Vancouver too I, know. I don't know maybe uh, the mixed baggage is just symbolic of like everybody's baggage you know yeah. like maybe it does work if you're like one of those <laughs> philosophical people <laughs> because even if they're in Vancouver it, they're kind of involved in everything in LA I figured yeah. but uh but I don't know something that was a little more I just don't, I don't think it shows like how great this re- movie really is. Mixed package. Yeah. yeah, you're right. So if I, I don't know what they could do, but I, I just, I loved, uh, like if they had, oh, I don't know. I think mixed baggage works. <laughs> I mean, when, when the movie comes on, we see the first thing we look at before we even see a character is the bags mm-hmm. and it's the bags that make everything happen. You know, like it, the baggage really is like yeah. the driver of the plot. So <laughs> is it the cutest title? No, but yeah, it, it really works. I think it re- really does work. Yeah. It, it is a really good movie. I, I just thoroughly enjoyed it I as soon as I watched it I immediately wanted to watch it again yeah which I I think is a (laughs) that is just a sign a temple of of these movies really working is if I immediately I'm like I'll watch that scene again (laughs) I know oh my gosh what's the one the look the Christmas movie from Lifetime I was messaging you all about it I watched I think it was from 2020 the heroine was in the wheelchair and she's an actual actually in a wheelchair as soon as um, I finished that one, I was like, I had the same feeling with mixed baggage. I was like, oh, I want to watch this again. I can't wait to watch this again. Yes. And like that happens very little with me. Yeah. I feel like 
I love that movie too. Christmas Ever After. Christmas Ever After. Yes. Yeah. With Alex Stroker. Fantastic um, movie. I really enjoyed that. And I, they, they did have the, the ending kiss was ruined because of the pandemic, the way mm-hmm. they had to shoot it. And they had like a, a screen between them. Yeah. So, uh, so they couldn't like actually kiss, kiss. Uh, and it all, it looks super weird, but other than that, I, I love that movie. I think yeah. it's so good. And, uh, and if what, that one also is well, very well written and very sweet. Um, and yeah, lifetime when they, when they hit, they really hit. Yeah. And, and it and, was like light on the drama. And I feel like mixed baggage didn't really have a lot of drama either. Like no. I, I like this approach of like not having a super dark moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The closest that you get is maybe like Raymond's frustration with the, with them, with uh, Olivia, with Olivia and saying, Oh, why don't you just propose and something yeah. your girlfriends won't make fun of. Yeah. That's about as dark as it gets, which I'm and fine with. <laughs> and they're not even like the core couple, really. I mean, there is the like the moment where at the time yeah. where she thinks that Olivia is with Jake because she finds the ring in Jake's bag. But other than that, like there wasn't a lot of there wasn't like this big dramatic dark moment that mm-hmm. we didn't really need. So, yeah. And I I think that there is more realism in that than some people would give credit for because I don't know. I, I just feel like if you talk to most people about their love stories, they are kind of corny, you know, like how, how did we meet them? How did we get together? What, what was the circumstance? And, and, uh, and it's kind of a miracle that anybody gets together. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't feel like any of these stories is like completely crazy. So either. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's, it's it, at the very least, you can get a lot of enjoyment from hearing all the Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> all the bags yeah <laughs> shout out to our friends on twitter who like went and watched this movie after seeing you know us post about it yes. <laughs> hit us up let us know if you enjoyed yeah. it like we hope that you did it was yeah. a winner and really if anybody involved wants to come on just uh just message us at tomrick's podcast on social media or how my homework is podcast at gmail uh, and uh, we'll set it up because i would talk to any of these couples i would talk to anybody involved because yes. i really loved it <laughs> don't be so secretive we want to talk yeah. to you <laughs> yeah we loved it so, so we have one yes. more yeah we have one more it better go out with a bang rachel yeah. it has to go out with a bang <laughs> might be doing another episode of upside pretty quick we'll see it looks good it looks really good sweet on you i think is what it's called or something like that yeah yeah. What do you think but, it is? Like, why don't you think people are really cashing in on? Okay. So like we have Christmas, right? We have all the Christmas movies and then January, it gets kind of quiet, which I'm kind of salty about. I know not everybody cares about <laughs> new year's, but I'm like, do you know how many fun rom-coms you could do on new year's? Like, yeah, let's, let's, let's put that same energy into some, because it's like you get Christmas and then things just kind of stop. Why don't you feel like even Valentine's day? Why don't we see more movies? set around valentine's day yeah i don't know if it's just that like the super bowl kind of overtakes everything and that's True. what gets all the ratings as people are watching football and stuff we need a hallmark but... channel like <laughs> commercial or of tv like during the super yeah. bowl like just pay the money guys <laughs> they used to have the kitten ball yeah. <laughs> so but sweet. they don't have that anymore um uh, but uh but yeah no i i mean part of it is they just weren't making rom-coms for so long period uh and you know hallmark would do the countdown to valentine's uh but they changed it to love you wary so because you could only do countdown to valentine's for half of the month because yeah, uh, yeah. yeah if you're being literal which they were and so uh if so then now they changed to love you wary so they can do the whole month and uh and we're finally getting this sort of rebirth of rom-coms uh you know last year after like a huge drought at the uh at the cinemas um, to have Marry Me and Lost City and Ticket to Paradise. Uh, and all... you liked you liked the Sandra Bullock one, Lost yeah. City, more than Ticket to Paradise, right? Yes, I would Ticket say Paradise so. Paradise yes, I enjoyed. Is I enjoyed, right? I enjoyed all three. I gave all yeah. three positive uh, recommendations, but uh, but yeah, I mean, in Ticket to Paradise, they are extremely unlikable. Both of them are jerks, <laughs> but the. Uh, <laughs> But the charisma 
uh, ekes it out, I guess. And, yeah. uh, and the tropical setting and, um, it, it's just charming enough to work, but, uh, but yeah, they are pretty, pretty unlikable in what they do to their daughter and everything. Um, although it is kind of crazy cause she's getting married, uh, after like knowing this guy for, I think a, a month, she's just over there on vacation. So I can understand why they're like, oh. <laughs> um, but nevertheless they still shouldn't like lie to her <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 but but I still enjoyed it and I'm so happy that they all did well and uh that hopefully we'll be seeing more and more rom-coms because uh, you know even if we have to sit through some terrible ones like shotgun wedding was so bad um that- that's the one I'm thinking of the JLo one yeah. I loved that one you did <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that I would, but yeah, I'll sit through the bad ones to get the good ones. And certainly <laughs> mixed baggage is one of the good ones. I just absolutely yeah. loved it. I mean, I could like extreme nitpick and just wish that I had maybe one more scene with Barbara and Michael, uh, at the, at the end, because they have their scene with the sandwiches thing, which is perfect. And that's it. That's the that's end of the last time we see I those would, two. Yeah. yeah. I would have loved to see like one more scene with them, Yeah, but it was still really, really good. So there we go. I would give it, uh, and using our crown system, I would give this one five crowns. Same. I thought it Same. was so good. We want so. more movies from Allie. <laughs> really write a movie. So Allie, if you're listening to this, yes. Rachel and I loved it. Do another, please, and come on the podcast so we can talk yes, to you and fangirl please, about this movie. <laughs> please. <laughs> well, let us know if you got to see Mixed Baggage, if our constant postings on social media convinced you to watch it. <laughs> let us know what you think and <laughs> in the comment section or on Twitter. And Brie, where can people find you? You can find me on social media at Brie Unabashedly, and I co-host the Categorically Romance podcast. Great. You can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. Also, make sure you're following the podcast, the Homework's Pod and Homework's Podcast, all of our social media. And I'll put in the in the description our upside episodes playlist. So you want to check that out and uh, check out the patron group and merch store. That's the biggest way that you can help us help support the podcast. We also just had our Homework's Podcast Awards. So make sure to take a look at that. And uh, thanks so much, everybody. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye.